0: Okay, welcome to The Sundown. Uh, It is June 2nd, 2020. Uh, It's been a while. We actually recorded something last week, um, and we decided not to post it uh, basically because uh, it would have seemed strange to post a, a fairly normal conversation given the events of the weekend, so we just decided we had some pretty good discussions that probably we'll share with you guys again sometime in the future, but... Just felt like um, it would seem uh, a little strange to just kind of come on and shoot the breeze and not really acknowledge what's gone on in the world over the last few days. So joined by Mr. Weissmiller.
1: How are you? I see uh, we're filming today is Tuesday, so um, they're calling it Blackout Tuesday on social media, so we thought we'd uh we'd join with the with the effort. With the with the black screens
0: today, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so just to give a bit of a recap, obviously uh, the George Floyd situation. George Floyd uh, is a gentleman who is from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was being arrested by police, I guess. I think because he used a fake twenty dollar bill. Is that is that right? Yeah,
1: I think the call was a. Uh- forgery or, or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Right. Something something minor. Right.
0: So the end result was a Minneapolis police officer who evidently has quite a uh, history of uh, police brutality complaints ended up kneeling on his neck for close to nine minutes and uh, Mr. Floyd died in that time. Um, it sparked national outrage and I, and just to tell the truth we did discuss this a little bit in the podcast we recorded on Friday, and I'll tell you that I wasn't thrilled with what I had to say about it, which is one of the reasons I wanted to re-record. and one of the reasons I wasn't thrilled with it is just because I think very sadly, and I think this is really a, uh, um, a you know, kind of a, a good indicator of where we're at as a society, is I did not, I did not expect uh, the reaction that has ensued. And it's kind of unfortunate that I didn't expect it, because I think that kind of goes to illustrate how common incidents like this have become.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the Ahmad Aubrey case, which was the, uh, the 25-year-old black man who was jogging in his neighborhood, I believe in Georgia, um, and then was, I guess, two people there tried to make a citizen's arrest for basically no reason. And wound up shooting him, killing him. Then you have this situation. Then you have the Brianna Taylor, who is an EMT, who the cops basically busted into her apartment and shot her, killed her. So kind of all these things um, happening at the same time while everybody's sitting home, you know, sheltering in place. Um, it's, it's, and now everybody sees what's happening. I mean, the news is on all the time right now, right? There's not much else to distract you so this was like right in your face the uh, George Floyd thing and I know it bothered me and I told you it bothered me probably like more than anything I've ever seen before Um, so you know now you you see like people are just fed up so um, like the President President Obama said like you know these kinds of situations can good things can come out of it so we were just discussing about, you know, what happened with Martin Luther King. So maybe you can kind of discuss that a little bit.
0: Yeah, so, you know, and I think you're seeing a lot of this on social media. And I think some of the people who are pointing this out have really good intentions. And I think some of the people that are pointing this out are – uh You know, I think looking to shame some people in in a way of meeting their own ends. But, you know, the the truth about Martin Luther King is, is that he hit the theme of his protests was always nonviolence. And um, he was a pacifist and he led many protests that were not violent and oftentimes revealed the violence of the people that were trying to end his protests. And um, it it was in and of itself a very powerful message to see groups of black people in the 1960s who endured all kinds of discrimination, um, getting sprayed with fire hoses, attacked by dogs, beaten by police, and watching them be passive in the face of that violence was a very powerful message to people around the country. um, That, you know, it, it sent this message of like, they're not revolting, they're not rising up, they're not uh, trying to take things from people by force. They're just demanding rights for themselves and they're being met with violence. And I think that was a powerful message that changed minds or, um, or, or you know, brought new empathy to some situations. And I think all that's true. Uh, but it is also worth noting that, you know, Martin Luther King was a pacifist, and he was murdered and, and after his murder riot, there were riot, there was eight days of rioting at the end of which Congress passed the Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty eight which is also known as the Fair Housing Act, which was a federal law to attempt to end uh housing discrimination against uh, minorities and it was at least some show of good faith that uh, you know the, the the federal government recognized um, that that more steps needed to be taken and that there was some response needed to to just um, you know something like that and you know obviously I think it's important to to think about right now because you have these protests that. Um, are so often, uh, descending into looting and rioting and, um, you know, right now it just re- it really does feel like there's no end in sight because as you and I have kind of discussed, there doesn't seem to be some sort of like national figure or leader that is the, the kind of singular voice for the protesters. And so there aren't any specific demands of the protesters. I mean, there are, but I think some of the specifics might vary depending on where you live and who your political leaders are. And I think that people are looking for a way to bring an end to uh, the violence and destruction that are unfortunately coming along with the protests. but. Nobody kind of seems to really know what to do.
1: Yeah, well, when you have the the leader of the country who uh, wants to shoot tear gas and flashbangs into peaceful protesters in front of the White House just so he can go uh, take a walk to the church to get a picture with a Bible. I mean, that's probably not the best way to handle this. Um, so it is like I think that's probably adding to the depressing nature of this is you know it's not like the president is saying I hear you let's talk about how to help this situation or or fix what's going what's wrong you know it's really like you know we're we're gonna the cop was arrested and There'll be justice. Well, yeah, that's the that's the the least that should happen, right? It right. It's not like fixing it's not like yeah, the George Floyd was murdered on TV, basically, right? So, like, yeah, of course, of course, he should be charged with murder. I mean, that's the least that you should be doing at this point. So that's not enough. That's just not enough right now. And I, and I think a lot of people are just. Not okay with the response from the federal government. I mean, to activate the military against your own citizens is is embarrassing. I mean, that's what you see in like communist dictator ran countries. Yep. You know, you don't see that. Um, you don't see that as much in the United States. I mean, as far as the federal, the military. You know, the, the United States military. <laughs> I mean, it's just. Just, uh, you know, depressing, I would say. Right.
0: I, I think it's also kind of worth pointing out that, um, that there were protests not long ago with, involving almost exclusively white people where they marched on state capitals with automatic weapons in their hands. And you did not see the, except like the use of tear gas and flashbangs, bang, flash and, you know, it didn't get quite as out of control. And here you have armed protesters, and a lot of these current protesters, they're not armed, there has been looting, there has been rioting, it's not safe for anybody. Um, but I would say that the response to these protests have been far more aggressive than they were to, with people who showed up with guns for crying out loud.
1: Yeah, and the people that are saying, oh look, the protest is on social distancing. What are they, you know, listen, like a month ago when the infection COVID was like at an even higher rate, you you had people, like you're saying, these people protesting in these states and they weren't social distancing, they weren't wearing masks. I mean, they weren't following the rules either. And, I, you know, I didn't hear these, the same people, like, criticizing them, you know, so. Right. Um,
0: and it's also, it's just, like, I think with the whole thing with the COVID and the quarantines and all that, it, it's really, it's it's, it's elected officials trying to make the best of a bad situation. Nobody wanted to be on lockdown. Even the people who were practicing social distancing and, and all, nobody was, like, happy with the situation. I Like, but... You know, this is different. Like, I think the choice to not social distance because you don't like the government telling you what to do versus like breaking social distance because you feel like people who look like you are being murdered with impunity. I think there's a big difference there in terms of the motivating factors to get you out, you know. Right, right,
1: right. Yeah. I mean breaking social distancing to uh, to get your tanning salon open <laughs> and stuff.
0: Or your haircut. <laughs>
1: Yeah, or your haircut is a little different than, um, you know, social distancing because you feel like, you know, if you're a person of color, you're basically like a walking target to, like, you know, police departments. I mean, that's really what it's coming down to right now. So, right. Um, yeah, it is depressing. I mean, you know, I, w- I will say <clears throat> our school, Sunset Park High School, is... <clears throat> I would say pretty um, I'm not going to say like uh, on the cutting edge, but we we do um, we do a lot of um, i don't know what you would call it, but we're not we're not blind to social injustice in our school right? yeah. Um, yeah so we have had events, we've had walkouts, we have teachers who are very active in um, whether it be Black Lives Matter or, or, you know, restorative justice or, you know, I, I would say, like, our, our school does a good job of that. Um, but we're probably in the, in, like, the top, I don't know, what would you say, like, in the country as far as schools that, like, handle these kinds of things, like, or at least discuss these kinds of things amongst their student population? What, what would you say, like, we're in, like, the top 2%, 1%?
0: Yeah. Oh, I would say without a doubt. I mean, even within even within our own city, I have worked at places other than Sunset Park High School where I don't know that I would be this comfortable discussing this. So frankly, uh, and then putting it out there for for people to see as I am at our school, because I do feel like we have an environment at our school where discussions like this are, you know, not only acceptable, but encouraged. Right. And
1: also, I mean, the DOE, the New York City Department of Education, also is. I would say probably on the forefront of social injustice compared to other education departments around the country, and I I have no like statistics to kind of back that up. But um, you know, when it does come to policy, you know, I would say New New York City is probably more on the progressive side of things. Um, I don't know if you disagree with that.
0: No, I I agree. I mean, you know you, you also you have people who have really good intentions, and sometimes they don't always come through for you in the way that you want them to, but it doesn't mean that uh that their intentions aren't good and and they and better you know you should expect better of people even when their intentions are good, but I think that it's important to recognize when someone's in, when someone's intentions are good that they will work with you even when they're imperfect, and I think that that's Uh, a a good way of looking at New York, the city and the state. Uh, I can't really say the same for the federal government at the moment. Um, But because I think, you know, de Blasio is being very fairly criticized right now. Uh, But also, you know, he's the mayor of a very progressive city. He made the city a safe haven for immigrants and things like that. So um, I think by and large, New York is, uh, you know, one of the better places uh for for things like this although still obviously not perfect <laughs> if that makes sense
1: yeah i mean it it is like a difficult conversation to have and um i know some of the students like I'm, I'm sure you're like their parents might have different views than they have and i mean i deal with it like in my circle um you know people people definitely don't Agree with my, a lot of my opinions on these things, and I'm not even—I um, would say—so far progressive. I would say I lean left, right. Probably you lean a little more left than I do, but um, but it's it's tough to like have these discussions with some people who really don't understand even like the top layer of what's going on, you know. So. Like, and I'm sure students live with their families who might be a little more conservative also, and it's, it's tough to talk to your parents about it, but you do have a lot of teachers here who will definitely be willing to, to talk about these kinds of things, uh, including us. I mean, if anybody messages us or has something to say, get off the chest. It's, uh, I mean, we're definitely people you could talk to, um, and I'm sure... At school, there's a ton of counselors and teachers who who would be willing to kind of talk about this kind of stuff because it it is tough, especially now that you're home. People are home, and you know they're kind of stuck with the same you know three, four, five, six, ten people for the last yeah. three months. So I'm sure even without these kinds of issues, you're getting tired of talking to the same people. So um, yeah, definitely reach out if, if you need. Um, if not to us, then to somebody else on the staff. You know,
0: so. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think with that said, just a couple reminders. Number one, uh, the coronavirus is not gone. It's not over. So, uh, you know, don't forget that, everybody. And please continue to be safe uh, the last thing, you know, especially if you and your family are affected by this and you're hurting, the last thing anybody needs is for you, for you to get sick, uh, like that or for another family member too. So please remember that that's still a thing, even though, uh, you know, too many of your leaders who are failing you in this moment are, you know, have seemed to just sort of put that to the wayside because of all that's going on. And if you are, uh, going out and- and you feel compelled to participate in any of these protests be safe out there. Um,
1: There are, yeah, there are, I mean, there's people dying. (laughs) Like every, every day you wake up and there was an incident, you know, with some kind of, you know, gathering that, that maybe the cops were, you know, out of hand or whatever, but there are people dying. So, um, like you said, if you're still going out there protesting, put a mask on, right? yep. um, put a mask on and then, you know, just be aware of, you know, who's around you and what they're doing, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of that's it. I'm hoping the next time we talk, maybe there'll be some progress. Like. Uh, Joe Biden, just real quick before we end, uh, did just speak in Philadelphia at their city hall, um, and he was calling on Congress to act uh, to help with the systemic racism and the police brutality. So, um, maybe this is this was a tipping point to get Congress in to kind of maybe change some, change some laws and create some legislation to, to help the situation. But... I'm not optimistic about that. So I don't know how you feel, but, uh, so we'll see, but, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk again soon. Um, we'll throw something up on the discussion and, uh, I don't know. Anything else you got issue?
0: No, I think that's it. Everybody, uh, stay safe, uh, and, uh, you know, keep, stay hopeful. Sounds good. All right.